As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel wanna know, and they wanna know now. This is Obscurity Now. now, now, now. And what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Obscurity Now, the show where we take a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media and decide whether they should be tossed in the black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again, or remembered for all of humankind. Uh, my name is Steve, and with me is a man who, oh man, I think I I had an intro for you before, but uh, forget it. With me is another co-host, and his name is... Yeah, hell, I'm here uh, on loan from the virtual uh, border or whatever. <laughs> oh, the reality <laughs> that's border, called. that's what it's called. Yeah, no. uh, yeah. so uh, how's it going? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. How about yourself? Uh... Uh, good. I mean, it's as far as actual reality goes, it's... Uh, it's going okay. Uh, not getting as much time as I'd like to play the uh, the old Oculus riff, but I'm enjoying digging into all of this uh, uh, virtual reality media that we've been uh, going through uh, here on uh, VR Month, uh, here on Obscurity Now. Uh, if you missed last week's episode, we took a look at VR5, which is what you thought we were um, actually was actually VR troopers at the time. Yeah, for some reason I confused it with VR troopers, even though obviously they have completely different names. <laughs> and I know what VR troopers is, mm. and I suggested VR five. Right. So, <laughs> right. Uh, that was a. That, <laughs> everyone, I'm an idiot. <laughs> that, that was a Yahel suggest. That's true. Uh, but yeah, well, hey, you know, they both have. VR in the title, it could happen to anyone. It's yeah, okay. It's, it's, it's good, it's good. I don't want you to retire from podcasting just yet. You know, maybe a few more episodes, then we'll talk about it, and then maybe yeah, we'll have we'll your talk about it. we'll have your exit interview then. Somebody uh, to the uh, old podcasters' home. <laughs> God, I can only imagine how sad and desolate that place is. Uh, but anyway, uh, so yes, as I said, we are here to talk about. Um, VR Troopers, uh, another show from the 90s. And I have a feeling that the rest of our uh, VR media is also going to be from the uh, from the 90s because VR, whoo, in the 90s, it was just hot, hot, hot. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a big deal. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, well, <laughs> or the media sure made it seem like it was going to be a big deal. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, I, I mean, I think consumers did also think, you know, hey, this is going to be like the next big thing. And Oh, well, I certainly bought into it. Hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. And it kind of, I, I mean, I would say today's VR is really good, but, you know, it took a while to get there. Right. I think it's a bigger, I mean, it's more important now, but less of a, a big deal media-wise. Yeah, yeah. Less of a hot topic. Maybe just because it's been around for so, while, for so long, the media is just yeah. like, eh, we've got, you know, we've got more important things to do, like looking at someone's tweets from 10 years ago and canceling them. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's way more important than like technological advancements in VR. Uh, but uh, without uh, further ado, shall we jump into the world of VR troopers? Let's do it. All right. Welcome to your feature presentation.
All right. Ooh, starting off right off the bat with a uh, page from the VR Troopers comic, which is a comic that I know I never read. Uh, <laughs> yeah, me either. Yeah. In fact, uh, well, let's just get right into it. Uh, what is your history slash memories uh, with VR Troopers? I don't know if we can trust my memories of VR <laughs> Troopers, apparently, but uh, as has been established. But um, I didn't really watch it. Um, this came out in 94, September of 94. Mm -hmm. I would have been 14, so uh, or uh, 13, just about to turn 14. So maybe I would have been like a little just just out of the age group or starting to age out of that kind of stuff. I did watch like Power Rangers, even though I didn't think it was like super great, but I don't know, there was something entertaining about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I remember the commercials. I remember it was like pretty heavily advertised. Mm -hmm. Um, but yep, didn't really watch the show. Yeah, that was going to be my my follow-up question as to what you thought about cuz it just feels like uh the transition was from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to Power Rangers and when they mm -hmm. showed up, yeah, much like yourself, I was like uh, this is cool. Kind of reminds me of like Voltron, kind of a live action right, Voltron, right. but it's lame and like not as cool as the Ninja Turtles. And plus, like yourself, I was like, am I too old for this? I'm like, eh, but there's martial arts. And I'm just like, is there? Yeah, well, <laughs> something that resembles martial arts. Yeah. Um, and, and so the, and the footage like looks so like when they use the uh, Japanese footage, which I, you know, I didn't know as a kid, that's what it was. But the, right. the footage from the Japanese shows that they've like, you know, pilfered this stuff from like, it looks pretty bad. looks pretty dated. I'm glad you um, used the word uh, pilfered. And we're yeah. definitely going to get into uh, where and uh, how it was pilfered for VR Troopers. Uh, but yeah, um, as you said, I, you know, I guess this was um, VR Troopers was Saban's next uh, cash grab because Power Rangers was such a huge hit. They um, they wanted to apply the um, the same magic or I don't know thievery process of uh, hacking up uh, Japanese uh, shows. Uh, more specifically, it's a genre called uh, Henshin Henshin Heroes, mm -hmm. which means transforming heroes. Um, and so, I mean, obviously, uh, Power Rangers is rip mostly uh, their footage is taken from uh, Super Sentai, uh, but VR Troopers is taken from three shows uh, called, uh, it's the Metal Hero series, and they are Superhuman Machine Metalder, <laughs> Dimensional <laughs> Warrior Spielben, it might as well be Spielberg, I mean, I mean yeah. why not? And then the last one is Space Sheriff Shader, and I can only imagine that, you know, if we ever run out of shows to watch, those would be uh, those would make for pretty good <laughs> episodes. Um, um, I'm sure when you were researching it, you you saw that like these were uh, some of the old like, like, like the footage from these Japanese shows mm -hmm. was much older than the uh, footage used in the Power Rangers shows for like the, the oh I, I did not run across that. That's pretty interesting. Oh, OK. So yeah, let me tell you about that then. Please. So in particular. Uh, the one Space Sheriff Shader, uh, that one is the oldest of the three, but it aired from 1984 to 1985. Oh, wow. So, you know, that helps to explain why the video quality is even worse. Because you, you, even in Power Rangers, you saw a change in the video quality. Sure. Uh, whenever they did like the stuff that was, 
you know, taken from the Japanese shows. Mm-hmm. But man, it is the difference is stark. Oh, oh true. I agree. Uh, starkly ridiculous, uh, if that works. Um, do you, have you ever actually like? What's your thought on like Japanese like <laughs> rubber suit like genre stuff? Have you ever? I mean, uh, sat down some and watched of that any stuff of it? like. Yeah, I've watched a little bit of it. I mean, some of it like looked, and I used to really be into uh, when I was living in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. I used to be into Ultraman. Oh, I and, love Ultraman. So Ultraman wasn't on TV, especially in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. And uh, but there was like a mom and pop video store that they always got these Ultraman videotapes in. And uh, God I can't bless remember, them. God bless them. Yeah, I can't remember. I want to say that they were dubbed in English, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I, I could be wrong because I, I honestly don't remember. Maybe they were subtitled. But right. I remember I loved it. And uh, I don't I, I mean, I think that stuff's like cool and creative. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, like I can just only watch so much of it. Oh, I guess, like, sure. It starts to like weigh on the brain after a while. Um, yeah. And it's all very similar and derivative. But some of the designs like can be really cool and inventive. So absolutely. You know. I mean, and of course, it all harkens back to uh, Godzilla, which I mean, I loved uh, watching uh, growing up. Um, and uh, like if you ever watch Godzilla versus uh, Megalon, you know, they have a big sort of multicolored robot in there that looks very similar to uh, Ultraman. Um, and uh, I, I actually watched a friend of mine turned me on like on YouTube. You can check out Common uh, Rider, which another Saban uh-huh. show uh, ripped off uh, the Mass Rider. And that one's been going on for quite a while. And there's a really funny um, one of the series in order to turn into the common rider, he's got like this crank on his belt. <laughs> so <he> just, <laughs> like, so stupid. It's I mean, so dumb. yeah, yeah. Like we might just have to look into that uh, for the future. I, but I do yeah. want to mention we have in the chat uh, Stadium Arts, uh, aka I know him better as Stry. And uh, he once he fa- he was asking what the topic is, and then he knows it was VR, and immediately he you know, went into like the theme song, we are VR troopers, which, uh, that theme song is catchy as hell. It's not good. No, no, man. It it gets in your head. It is the equivalent of like a cheerleader, like pep rally cheer, like something you'd hear at a football game. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's catchy and not nearly as good as the power Rangers theme. Uh, I think that has a lot to do with, well, what who we're going to talk about here in a second but before we get to that i think we can probably close the book on the japanese origins of vr troopers correct yeah yeah i would say so all right so uh, for a quick synopsis of, of vr troopers because like the episode synopses on imdb were i mean they basically outlined the episodes to a T. Like, I wish I just, I should have just read them and then not taken notes. Not watched. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, here we go. <clears throat> a trio of teenagers gain powers from virtual reality to fight the evil forces of Grimlord. And uh, starting off uh, behind the camera, we have Worth Keeter, a director who I could say is definitely worth his salt. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Uh, He's actually directed over 20-plus feature films and over 100 TV shows. Among them, of course, are uh, Power Rangers, Big Bad Bad Beetle Borgs. I always have a hard time saying that one. And the aforementioned uh, Masked Rider. Um, Yeah, and basically all these guys just continued working on these, like, uh, 
you know, these Japanese ripoff shows, I guess, throughout the mm-hmm. 90s and even to, to, to today. Um, and he was assisted with his directing duties because I guess, you know, VR Troopers was just such a visionary show that they needed more than one director. He was assisted by award-winning composer Shuki Levy, who, uh, as I said, award-winning composer, songwriter, recording and performing artist. Uh, he's garnered, garnered over 15 gold and platinum records. He has composed the theme songs to Inspector Gadget, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, Spider-Man the Animated Series, uh, X-Men, uh, and he holds the world record for composing the most television theme songs ever. And But here we're talking about him as a director, uh, I guess, you know, he composed enough for Saban where he was just like, ooh, I want to get my, you know, my right, Tarantino right. on. He got the itch. Yeah, yeah. And um, so then, uh, you know, his boy Saban, like, threw him a bone, got him. Uh... <laughs> Sabone, if yeah, you will. Yeah, Saban. That's what, that's what Saban calls him. God. Like, Saban's going to throw you a Sabone, you that, dig? That sounds so cancelable. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, so he directed some Power Rangers episodes, Masked Rider, and then, uh, and this is where it gets really interesting. Uh, up to date, he directed Rusty, A Dog's Tale, which I, is a TV show. But then his last thing that he directed is a, um, a movie, probably direct to streaming or maybe even direct to a DVD called uh, Aussie and Ted's Great Adventure that's about a dog and starring Dean Cain. Oh, so, my God. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, Kane and an animal movie. We mm-hmm. might have to cover that one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and Stry mentioned in the chat, and I th- actually, I think you mentioned it, too, uh, about Big Bad Beetleborgs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think he was kind of referencing their song. We should probably cover that one, too. But it's funny that you're talking about th- this guy who worked on the, the theme song because uh, for, like, all those other shows because Ron Wass- Wasserman, the guy mm-hmm. who wrote, the theme song for VR Troopers also apparently composed the song uh, for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Um, I th- and hmm. it doesn't say that he composed the X-Men song. Obviously, that was the other guy. But I guess he, like, performed. Right. was, like, one of the uh, performers of it or something. Sure. Um, and the X-Men theme song from the cartoon is all-time classic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I just... I don't, I don't know what they were trying to go for with this VR Troopers theme. I don't... I mean, because it's... It's not a rap. It sounds like they didn't finish it. Yeah, like they didn't put any music <laughs> behind it. They just sort of like he was like, "Hey, look, it's I've like got a beat. I've got a catchy chorus. Yeah, with a beat, and that's it." Um, but uh, yeah, so all right, we gotta make our way through this. All right, so writing credits, no big deal. This guy named Douglas Sloan. Um, again, he's worked on uh, quite a few other uh, like kids TV and cartoons. Barbie's Dreamhouse Adventure, The Boy Who Cried Werewolf TV Movie, and uh, what I would love to check out, because I don't think I've ever seen an episode of RoboCop Alpha Commando, which is a cartoon. Wow. And of course, as we said, this is uh, executive produced by Haim Haim Saban. There, I had to get that (laughs) in there. So take it away on the cast there, you hell. All right. So uh, we're already 20 minutes in, and there's a lot of people in the cast surprisingly but i'm only going to cover the five main ones sure uh starting with the vr troopers themselves uh we have sarah joy brown Mm -hmm. she plays uh i can't remember her first name her last name is star caitlin she's caitlin star thank you Mm -hmm. she's like a reporter yeah uh of some (laughs) kind of sort yeah 
that's uh, but also friends with um uh the not not michael uh oh my god what was the the guy's name which uh, one the lead or the side guy or yeah the the, the lead uh zach Steele. I, thank you um <laughs> Anyways, he uh, Ryan Steele, I think is his name. His dad, Ryan Steele. Yeah, yeah, Ryan Steele. Yeah. Anyways, so anyway, she's friends with him. Their character, uh, Ryan Steele, who's kind of like the lead of the show. Oh, one hundred percent. The plot revolves around um, his dad and like mm-hmm. not having seen him for ten years, and it seems like his dad has been working on this VR stuff this whole time. Um, anyways, I should mention that Sarah Joy Brown is probably the most uh, prolific of the three main VR Troopers actors. She's got a ton of credits, still working on stuff pretty recently over the last few years. Lots of TV shows. Uh, Brad Hawkins, who played uh, Ryan Steele, he's also been working pretty regularly as well um, on stuff. He's got a lot of um, voice acting credits uh, for anime for like English dubs. Nice. Um, but he's also still doing some regular acting. Uh, and he actually sounded familiar to me. And once I went through his IMDb, I realized he played Dirk in Attack on Titan. Oh, um, nice. So uh, anyways, and then the final VR Trooper, JB, played by Michael Hollander, who after VR Troopers didn't act anymore. <laughs> <laughs> He'd had enough. Well, I don't think he acted in VR Troopers, to be yeah, honest with you. Yeah, he hasn't started his acting career, some <laughs> yeah. would say. No, yeah. but uh, he still is working in the entertainment field, but um, as a video game animator. Mm, and well, um, Step up, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's got lots of, uh, maybe lots. Of, uh, he, he's got a decent amount of credits here. The weird thing is he started doing that in 2010. Hmm. Um, so I don't know what he was doing between 1996 and 2010. Maybe <laughs> probably a lot crime. of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because of, but, because uh, of VR yeah. troopers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just looking at some of these, uh, credits, it looks like he was working for telltale games. Cause mm-hmm. these are like almost oh, all telltale games actually good for him. So yeah, those games are pretty, <laughs> he worked on the Marvel, on the, some Marvel ones, Batman one, uh, the walking dead ones. So Finally, uh, or we got two people to go. We got Julian Combs, who plays uh, Professor Hart. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Barely plays him. Yeah, who, who uh, reads like he cannot wait to take a nap. Yeah, it's like it was like a <laughs> eulogy. Lines. His lines were like a eulogy. I swear. Yeah. Anyways, uh, after this, he did no acting mm, uh, until God. 2008, where he no. made a cameo. <laughs> Uh, he or he plays cameo in something called Jelly Scream. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, it's like a horror B movie or something, mm-hmm. like some indie horror B movie. Um, finally, we've got Gardner Baldwin who plays the the forgotten lead bad Baldwin guy. brother. Yes, <laughs> yes, not really. <laughs> uh, this guy I thought kind of looked a little bit like William Regal actually. Yeah, he did. But he plays Grimlord um, as well as. Well, Grimlord is, actually, I'm sure, a Japanese when dude. We see him in right? It's a Japanese actor, yeah. right? But he's all covered in like all kinds of makeup and stuff, mm-hmm. so you can't really tell. But he plays the the human version of the bad guy, Grimlord, and he is great. Uh, I thought he was one of the highlights of the show. Very over the top. Sure, he's like petting like an iguana. Yeah, he, of, like, he eating, monologues like... to his iguana. I, I kind of like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, and instead of having like an evil cat trope kind of thing he's got uh, uh an iguana that he like pets i also he's... like that uh as we will see once we get to the walkthrough which we're almost there uh that his henchmen 
just look like sort of sad Euro trash emo girls. They just sort of stand yep. around and look like they're not interested in being there. They, uh, they looked like the like the way that they had. Um, do you remember the women in um, shoot? Now I can't remember the name of the video, but there was a video in the something Palmer. Oh, Robert Palmer, guy. addicted to love. Oh, yeah, to they love. did right. look there's like a, that. <laughs> right. There's like there's like a dozen or so uh, women like dressed in like very similar. All like, the dresses. same, same makeup. Yeah. The hair wow. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't think about that. And, I'm and constantly I'm, I'm, thinking about that video. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I suspect that that was on purpose by design because it, it look is way too similar. Um, right. But yeah, that's pretty much the cast. Uh, before we get into it, I do want to touch on some of the things that were happening in September of 1994. Oh, do tell. Just, just to get us in the uh, the mindset of a pop culturist, uh, a human being <laughs> living in September of 1994. <laughs> so in 1994, uh, the World Series was canceled due to a strike of some sort. Yes, uh, take that, baseball. I, I remember... Not being affected because baseball is terrible. (laughs) I don't watch it. (laughs) Bravo, sir. Bravo. I agree. Uh, So for the number one song in the country, uh, I'm going to give you a hint. See if you can like name the group. Uh, Mm. It is an R&B group. Mm. So huge R&B group in the 90s. This was not their only song. Boys to Men. You got it. Ah. It was uh, I'll Make Love to You by Mm. Boys to Men. A Mm. great song by a great group. Um, The number one movie. um, I'll... I can't really give any clues at all. I'll give it away. So it was Forrest Gump. Ah. Uh, was the number one movie in America. Number three yeah. was Time Cop. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. I loved Time That's Cop. I'll cover. admit it straight up. Yeah, sure. Yeah, any, anytime. Anytime. Is that a pun, Steve? Yeah, you got it. Just yeah. in time. And finally, uh, I tried looking for like the... Um, best-selling video game of 1994 but mm. figures back then are very hard to come by especially especially when you're going down to the month so instead i just picked the game that was released in uh september 1984 one of my favorite super nintendo games star trek the next generation futures past it's a great game um it doesn't count as a star trek reference but i just wanted to bring it up you mean it wasn't the vr troopers game <laughs> which i'm sure wasn't even released until like later after the show anyway but yeah uh, Cool. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, I'm I'm there. I can smell the 90s. Yeah. Um, I had guessed, uh, and I guess we should have given the chat a chance to guess, uh, but Salt and Pepper, he guessed, and uh, for the artist, and Batman Forever, which that, those aren't like terrible guesses for the 90s. No, definitely not. Um, that's what I would yeah, guess. Let's get into it. All right. So we open on a Buddhist temple or some kind of temple, um, which... Uh, our lead, which at the time I didn't know his name, but it's Ryan Steele as a young boy, reminiscing about his time training martial arts with dear old dad. It's all uh, very, uh, oh, I forgot the name of that artist, never mind. He says uh, that he used to come to this temple a lot to think about his dad and that this day would bring him closer than ever before to finding out what happened to him. Um, he, uh, oh yeah, and it shows uh, Ryan like sitting there current day, and he's like wearing this um, motorcycle jacket, and he looks like the kind of biker who's also a youth pastor. Uh, yes, that's, that's a great <laughs> way to describe his outfit. Uh, and so uh, yeah, I'm like already. I mean, I like 
I'll say that I like that they're you know starting out with intrigue. We know who the main character is, and we know that he's missing his dad. Um, right? How uh, how VR and like you know crazy costumes are going to play into it? That remains to be seen. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, just wait till Saban sprinkles some of his magic. <laughs> uh, sprinkle it, some of them Sabones on you. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that's the greatest uh any other thoughts about the cold open no it, it was it was fine uh it actually surprised me that they established like um because you know it's a kid's show and it's coming mm-hmm. from the people who made power rangers so i was actually surprised that they were trying to establish like some character stuff right off the bat right yeah well and i was gonna say overall the tone at least in the first episode is surprisingly, I mean, kind of serious. Uh, yeah. It's not until we're introduced to the quote-unquote comic relief in the second episode, but uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. All right, so cut to a karate dojo where a tournament is being held. I wrote down awful choreography. Um, Terrible. Throwing kicks mm-hmm. when the guy's nowhere near him. Right, like, right. Their opponent's nowhere near him. Like, it's like... Yeah. Uh, first level like indie wrestling or something yeah. Yeah. I, I mean i i know why they did it that way because they didn't use a stunt person for uh the the lead actor because oh. the lead actor ryan steals in the tournament of fighting mm-hmm. that's who we see and so that's why those kicks are like super far away right the only thing that he does that's kind of like you could say is like in the fight or whatever is he ducks a kick that was thrown so high it would never have hit him anyway <laughs> and um and this sort of dawned on me when I was watching this, like, at least they established, like, why, mm-hmm. um, you know, the VR troopers know martial arts. Did they ever yep. explain why the Power Rangers knew martial arts? Or did they just acquire that with their abilities? Or am I just thinking I, too much about it? I don't remember if they ever explained <laughs> it. I feel like they didn't. Um, mm. I, I do remember one of the Rangers was like a gymnast, and one was, if I'm not mistaken, and one was a martial artist. I think the the Yellow Ranger, maybe. Of course, uh, because she's Asian, right? Right. I mean, I, I, no, I think I, let's face it. I mean, that's those were the why, days. That's one of Saban's favorite Sabones. Uh, <laughs> Boy, you're really gonna grind that one down. Uh, yep. All right. Anyway, anyway uh, uh, yeah. Well, so we see Ryan Steele fight in the mm-hmm. tournament. Then we see he wins. JB fights. Mm-hmm. He wins. I like how uh, they're all gracious winners, which is the way yep. the heroes who are leading a kids' show should be. Uh, we're introduced right. to their teacher, Tao. Uh, he says he's very proud of um, of his two students, and then a dog shows up for no reason, and then Ryan pets it. Um, like obviously, the dog is there for I guess little kids or whatever to go. Oh, there's a dog on the screen, um, and all of it at this point really feels like an after school special with no drugs, um, at right. least to me. <laughs> Cut to and I put a newspaper. Uh, like, cause I was really kind of confused about what it was at first. And, uh, and then what looks like a sea captain sitting behind a desk who's very cartoonally answer- answering a phone. And then we're introduced to our supporting actress, Caitlin. He screams for her and says that some guy, I mean, at the time, we don't know who he is, uh, Zichter is, um, who ends up being the series villain is demolishing a historical building and sends her on assignment downtown to cover it. And Caitlin asks for him to call Ryan and JD to come along. Um, I'm sorry, did you have something you wanted to add? 
No, I, it was about the dog, but I'm sure we're going to get to it. So Yeah. Oh, yeah, we will. <laughs> um, like, this begs the question to me is, like, are do Ryan and JD just assist Caitlyn? Or are they on the payroll as well? Um, and uh, I don't know. Again, maybe I'm just... It's just an excuse for have them to go do stuff, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah, pretty much. So cut to Ryan and JD, and oh, this was great. This is like obligatory, um, cool guy motorcycle. Um, first, they're just in the attire. Then they get on motorcycles, and we see them drive down to where um, the protest is going on. And they just, they really wanted us to know uh, whatever his name is, the director Worth Worth Johnson or whatever it is. Uh, mm-hmm. They really wanted us to know that JD and Ryan are cool guys by filming them riding yeah. these bikes. Uh, they are cool dudes. Yeah, they arrive and the tamest, most boring protest in the world is going on. Uh, Caitlin asks, what gives Zichter the right to do something like this anyway? And of course, the answer in the real world is that, you know, he's rich and he probably owns the land right. and he can blow up whatever he wants. But yeah, he's obviously bought like whatever, because he mentions er- later in the show, like, oh, that they- he found some other building to buy or something. Right. But here's what's weird. Like, so their whole thing for protesting this is that, oh, we can't let Victor like do this to our town and ruin it, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But what he's demolishing is like a corporate building. It's not like he's like tearing down a park or a neighborhood. I mean, so he's just going to put up like a different building. Like what's the, I mean, what's it's the, obviously it's stock footage of what I thought was like a New York or New York, a Las Vegas casino. Like I, yeah, I, I wasn't sure what it was, but yeah, it was hilarious uh, stock footage that you never see any of the protesters anywhere near. And um, I wrote down here, Ryan, at this point, Ryan looks like, Billy Idol, if he never did heroin and only listened to Nickelback. Uh, <laughs> and then and then we're finally uh, introduced to uh, Carl Zichtor. Uh, he's laughing maniacally, as he should, at his iguana named Juliet, <laughs> while his uh, harem of uh, drugged out, well, I'll just skip over that word, emo girls, just stand around behind him. I, you know, I didn't realize that they're going to transform later at this point. And he then signals, he signals the launch or the detonation of this uh, Mm -hmm. stock footage. And we're treated to find stock footage of what looks like a Vegas casino blowing up. The crowd barely reacts. It's hilarious how no one reacts. It's so hilarious. Um, Worth Johnson really blew it with his uh, ability to direct extras. Uh, Zichter tells his um, emo girls to return to virtual reality and await further instructions. They first transform, really for no reason other than to show us that they can transform into their true form, uh, which is these weird black cloak. They're all their bodies are all cloaked in black, and they have these weird gold helmets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I guess just sort of typical um, henchman kind of gear. And yeah, I, I think it's just to establish like who those people are when we see them later. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. And Zector monologues to his iguana and to himself, saying how, in the end, the world will be his. Bought typical villain stuff. He says no one can stop him now. And then we cut back to the dojo where our heroes are. And they're kind of cleaning up. Um, JD is uh, sitting at a uh, computer. He's checking the books. Uh, and there's a massive PC in there. And it, mm-hmm. uh, it dies and then starts shaking. And then a man's face appears on the monitor. And it's Professor Horatio Hart. And he says, greetings from virtual reality. 
He tells Ryan he has to come to his lab because he has a message from his father. Steve, Steve, he didn't say it with that much emotion. You're right. You're right. I'm trying to <laughs> uh, move it along. Yeah. Virtual reality. Right. Yeah. In the, the most boring possible. Deli- I don't I really wonder how this guy got the job, but I imagine a lot of the people in front of the camera were probably willing to work for pretty cheap in order to get this job. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, so Ryan looks at Caitlin and JD with uh, all the experience of his 10 sessions of acting school and very undramatically <laughs> says, his father, my, my dad's been missing for 10 years. Uh, so we're back at Zichter's lair. One of his henchwomen tells him that the professor has contacted Ryan Steele. They leave and Zichter turns into his real form by saying, um, forces of darkness empower me. Take me back to virtual reality. And so he transforms into his sort of, uh, yeah. I don't know. How would you describe how he looks in his regular form? I don't know. Um, it's it's kind of... It um, almost looks kind of like Dark Side or Dark Seed from DC, kind of. Yeah. Like a really cheap yeah. version, <laughs> Kmart version. Yeah, that's, um, not, that's not a bad way to describe it. Uh, his He's got like this weird helmet. Uh, yeah. I mean, the makeup looks surprisingly decent for the time especially when you think you know this is from the 80s the footage of the right, makeup exactly person. so so yeah you know, it's okay so now we're in the quote-unquote i guess virtual world um and the and they're all with his like legion of rubber suit japanese style monsters and we're treated to a full roll roll call which i did not write down all these names um good and, i don't want you to go over them there were and, a lot yeah yeah there were and this is where we find out that zictor is called grimlore and wants to be master of all realities and he's been amassing an army wow there are a lot and uh meanwhile our heroes are <laughs> driving in the most boring basic mazda like you've ever seen it's like they couldn't yeah. spring for like it, a ford taurus or like anything yeah, it, it, it was like a was it a mazda it basically it's like a little red hatchback it looks like a like a ford fiesta kind of but like whatever mazda's version of it is it reminds me of your old focus <laughs> fuck you steve <laughs> hey hey bless that car it got us through some uh hard times that's very true, very true. Um, uh, Zach says that his dad was close to a ma- major scientific breakthrough when his dad disappeared. And then two of the uh, Japanese monsters appear. One guy named Air Striker, who's like a helicopter. And then did you catch the, the land guy's name? No, I No? Shouldn't. All right, it doesn't matter. Uh, and then they, they leave. They run out of the car um, and go into the woods because that's a good idea. I mean, I guess they could hide, I suppose. They see a bridge, and for some reason, they're really impressed by it. And then the bad guys destroy the bridge. Now the heroes are wandering around the forest until they find a weird temple thing, and they automatically assume it's a portal. And yep. the portal says, please enter the portal. <laughs> so they do, <laughs> which is the yeah. d- dumbest. Well, well the, uh, the uh, Professor Hart's voice right, right. Uh, says something like, I, I think, right? It says like 10 to the portal, but I thought yeah, it like, was a, no reason for them. Are you sure it's not a different voice? I thought it was like a woman's voice, uh, like your typical um, computer woman voice. Like, uh, maybe, maybe, you're, maybe you're right. Uh, whatever. A voice tells them, right? Sure, to, sure, to go sure. In there. And yeah, the portal's just like an upside down V. Mm-hmm. Like, so why would you think it's a portal? Like, it doesn't really look like a portal. It just looks like two metal beams, like, you right. know, meeting uh, at the top. So the cheapest possible portal they could make. Um, yeah. So, um, 
Kate, all right, they go into the lab, and it's your typical looking run of the mill, like sort of B movie lab. And this, Caitlin tells Jeb the dog not to touch anything, which is so stupid. Uh, Professor Hart starts talking to them, Max Headroom style, tells them to put on their VR visors. And finally, I got excited. Although, God, these are the like, cheesiest looking visors they look like they're made out of candy they're like purple or something uh mm-hmm. they're, they're not the big black ones from uh um, from lawnmower man which of course is the industry standard for vr visors right right, right. Um, but, but you know that's a film budget steve <laughs> exactly exactly so zach sees his dad in the vr world um and for some reason i oh yeah i guess zach tries to emote here and does a poor job i guess in relation to his dad um, Zach's dad tells him about Grimlore and asks them to become VR troopers. And Zach has a hilariously bad dramatic moment with his VR dad. Okay, I just said that. They are then given these little crystal thingies called transformative visualizers that allows them to transform into their, uh, you know, VR trooper counterparts. And that, mm-hmm. oh, God, that that really killed it for me. If they can't use the VR headset. To turn into their like VR trooper counterparts, why are they called <laughs> VR troopers? Well, why do they even have those VR? I mean, maybe they use them like in later episodes or something. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't get it either. Well, but, the reason why uh, is because VR was pop. Well, that we're supposed to save that to the end. But uh, yeah, well, but, we'll but that's get- the thing like about VR in the '90s and media. Like whenever it was used in media, it was. It was like they, they would tell you, okay, this is about VR, but then mm-hmm. when they show you the VR stuff, it's nothing like the way VR really was. So, like, yeah, right, real, right, real right. Weird. Yeah, so then we get a shot of the villains and uh, they send out another attack. The professor tells Zach, um, he has to, all he has to say to transform, um, why didn't I write it down? Uh, is I, their stupid little catchphrase, and then they do just that. Uh, we're then treated to the typical Japanese rubber suit Ultraman versus monster style fight scene, um, which is yeah, uh, and their catchphrase to transform is pretty lame. It's just like VR troopers transform, right? Trooper transform. That's all it is. Yeah. yeah, trooper trans- yeah. How could I forget? Whereas that? like Grimlord, like Grimlord is pretty cool. Yeah. I thought like his like little like powers of darkness empower me, take mm-hmm. me back to my virtual reality. Like, yeah, it's got like a like a nice little cadence to it. Yeah, this is definitely a case of like the villain being cooler than the uh, the protagonist for sure. Um, but yeah. uh, JD and Kate. Um, so all right, um, Ryan actually ends up getting injured during the fight. Uh, but you don't really see it. Uh, JD and Caitlin show up in the lab and they're like, where's Zach? <laughs> like, we just left him back there. <laughs> um, yeah. And they go on to the computer, um, their, their Pentium, and uh, try to find him. And then they do. And he's just laying on the dirt. And then that's the end of episode one. Ooh, cliffhanger. So, so, so Steve, did you know why they were split up during that fight? Um, I don't remember. Why don't you refresh so, my memory? Basically because, you know, three different shows were used to pull footage mm-hmm. uh, for the Japanese footage and all the fighting stuff is obviously when they're in costume is from the Japanese shows. Well, um, Ryan's alter ego is from one show. JB and Caitlin's are from another. So they're two <laughs> different shows. And so this is a real common thing where in VR Troopers, there's always like some kind of like plot driven reason why they have to be separated when fighting uh, or you know 
and they never ever all three take down like a bad guy together. Um, right. It's always like uh, either JB or Ryan individually taking one out. Uh, Caitlin never, for whatever reason, must have not had any footage of her character taking one out. But um, yeah, so that's why. So kind of makes like they always get separated. Yeah. And uh, I was reading that like basically then like they they'll have like their fight and then they like meet up in the human form with their missing comrades to fight and then ask them how the fight went. Like that's like a real common thing. <laughs> What's the point of being a team if you can't even work together? <laughs> but yeah, hey, now, what... now later on they later on they do end up they did end up having to film some uh, American like original footage mm-hmm. of, of of them in the costumes because they had they were running out of footage. Right. So there is like one time where they fight together, um, but that's it. Yeah, I have to say, like as far as uh, Hinchin heroes go, I don't even really care for the design of the vr troopers uh especially zach like i really hate how like half of him is blue and the other half is red but i don't Mm -hmm. know i don't like when heroes are well i guess not all the time but sometimes asymmetrical designs really really get my goat (laughs) but uh anyway uh that's a hmm, interesting fact thank you for that um so jumping into episode two here, because you can't, we weren't going to leave you guys hanging with just one episode of VR Troopers <laughs> here. Uh, so episode opens with Ryan once again, remember training with his dad. And then we're, uh, we're back in the lab with JB and Caitlin um, <clears throat> trying to find Ryan. And then out of nowhere, the professor makes this generator to revive Ryan's batteries or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then Caitlin and Jay... It also heals his injuries. Right, right. Uh, well, that comes later because um, they have to bring oh, him to okay. the lab to do that. It's oh, a two-part right, process. Right. Yeah. Caitlin and JB take the VR Mazda to find Ryan. <laughs> and uh, and while they do, JB and Ryan start freaking out because... No, not, not Ryan. Uh, JB and Caitlin start freaking out because the car um, starts just driving on its own. And it yeah, just, she can't control it. The brakes don't work. She mm-hmm. can't steer it. Yada yada. It magically it's going off a cliff, Steve. Yeah, it's going off a cliff. And then whoa, it turns into a flying car. And then this douchebag professor comes on and goes, <laughs> "I put in some a few modifications while you weren't looking." It's like he waited till then to tell him, like. Yeah. You know, yeah. they could have, they were over there hyperventilating. Like, what if, like, one of them was just like, I can't live with myself right. and just jumped out of the car. And... <laughs> and, and, you know, this scene is awful because, like, Caitlin and JB are freaking out, but the mm. dog is in the back seat, calm as fuck. Oh, I didn't even <laughs> notice that. Well, he's just so cool. Jeb, the dog, is just so yeah. cool. And we're going to, he gets even cooler here in just a yeah. few scenes. Yeah. I didn't like his governor run too much, though, or his presidential bid either. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> whoa that's a deep cut <laughs> yeah yeah the governor of florida right at one point yeah i think so yeah yeah, yeah. so now we're Tex- uh, yeah florida no it was florida. now we're back at where Z- i live yeah <laughs> zector industries zector sits around with his harem of uh, emo hench women and he tells us he has plans to take down all three vr troopers at the same time then we're back in the flying car. It lands, and JB and Caitlin find Zach. They use the generator thing to, I guess, partly heal him, but uh, not before. I guess the proper name of the henchmen, once they transform, is uh, Scuds. They show up, yeah. and JB and Caitlin have a fight with them. 
And then they find out that if they touch the two scuds together, they disintegrate. Like, that is the lamest thing to have, like, a yeah. henchman to do. Like, that just yeah. negates the reason to fight. You just have to push him then. Like, it's like, let's not have any fight scenes at all. Um, but uh, anyway, so we're back in the lab. Um, Professor uses some machines to further heal Ryan. Now we're back at Zector Industries. Uh, Zector talks to his iguana. He says the name of the game is I Win. And then we're back at the lab. <laughs> Our heroes put on their VR visors. Oh, thank God. Uh, so they can see their enemies. Jet, And then <laughs> the way they set this up, like, this is, uh, all right. When you One of the basics of screenwriting is to have, like, setups and payoff. So... You know, when they first entered the lab, they could have, like, pointed at this machine, like, ahead of time right. and been like, hey, look at that crazy machine over there. Like, I'm not exactly sure what it'll do if somebody, like, does something. And then, you know, they go off and do some stuff. And then later, somebody messes with it and something happens. Well, the way it works here in VR Troopers is they point at the machine. The professor goes, I don't know what will happen if somebody messes with that machine. Jeb the dog, like, what does he do to the machine? I don't know. He presses a button or something. Uh, I don't even remember. Basically, he turns himself into a talking dog who sounds like Jack Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then, uh, what did they put? He promises never to let anyone. Oh, yeah. And then they basically uh, are like, hey, um, can you please promise never to let anyone else know that you can talk? And he agrees. And this is our um, comedic relief for VR Troopers, a talking dog. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like, I know I, I read that like later on, like Jeb and the dog and uh, Ryan switch bodies. <laughs> and Jeb has to like fight uh, as Ryan, you know, in Ryan's body, like he has to do fight some monsters too. And there's another episode where Jeb gets mutated by. Um, Grimlord mutates mm -hmm. Jeb into a dog monster that's only Ooh, large right. Grimlord and uh, he's ordered to go on a rampage by releasing animals from zoos <laughs> uh, and then Ryan uses a virtual canine to bring Jeb back to his senses. VR canine hmm well yeah I haven't seen that before I kind of wish we would have watched that episode mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yeah I'm definitely getting uh, shades of uh, Andy the talking hedgehog here um, yeah, but for sure. uh Anyway, back at the dojo, there's a training montage. Tao, their sensei, tells them to clean the dojo before they leave, which I guess is supposed to be kind of like a uh, comedic button on that scene. And it really wasn't that funny. And the whole scene itself right. was kind of pointless. I think it was just filler. Now we're back at the newspaper. Caitlin talks to her boss, tells, her she'll, tells him she'll have a story ready by tomorrow. She takes a camera with her. I think the whole point of that scene was to show how she got a camera. She drives. Yes. She drives. And she's just clicking that button very, like, just repeatedly clicking that button. Right, <laughs> right, right. She drives the VR Mazda in the middle of nowhere and starts taking pics of all the villains walking in a desert. Um, and now we're in the uh, back in the dojo. And uh, I put down nice printer because they're printing out something. And there, for some reason, there's a close-up of it, I guess. Caitlin <laughs> tells Zach and JD about, um, I guess it's the defensive. I think I may, may have left out a scene where uh, Grimlore says he's going to um, do like a, a massive attack on, uh, I right, guess, yeah. the, um, the VR barrier. That's the reality barrier 
on earth. And it's so funny because like it shows all these, uh, you know, villains and Japanese rubber suit characters and they're all lining up to battle against something. You never get to see the other side. And they, and then actually in the next scene, they start attacking something and you never get to see what it is. Uh, so now back at the newspaper, the gang tries to contact the professor using a floppy disk. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And it and, works somehow. <laughs> and then like they uh, they have to scan in pictures using something that's obviously not a scanner. Um, right. And they go into the dark room, and then they transform into the VR troopers. And yeah, and then I wrote here, God, the professor seems so bored. Um, Ryan in VR form pilots some weird jet for a while, um, which you'd think they would have saved that for later. Um, but he starts right up. But I guess that, that goes back to what you, you were saying about... Toys, baby. Well, I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, they still could have done it later, but I guess it goes back to what you were saying about they always have to be separated. Um, Right. While JD and Caitlin go in search for Grimlore's base, but they're attacked by Scuds, Ryan then uses a tank to fight other little tanks. (laughs) Then he starts running out of power. (laughs) Professor tells Ryan he needs to disable General Ibar's tank, and the other tanks will be useless, so they have a tank battle, and of course... Ryan Steele wins. He always wins, especially in bed. That's why he's Ryan Steele. <laughs> uh, professor says, good job, Ryan. Back at the lab, Professor says, job well done. Grimlore interrupts and says, you may have won the battle, but I will win the war. Super original. Uh, Ryan says, yeah. I have a feeling it's going to be a long fight. Then it shows Ryan back at the temple, staring longingly out in the horizon, thinking about his dad. And that is the end of parts yeah. one and two of VR Troopers. You know, you know what's really messed up is that Ryan, when he like gets that virtual message, because it's just like a video message of his dad mm-hmm. and his dad convincing him to you know become a VR trooper. Mm-hmm. Um, he asks before he realizes it's a message. You know, uh, he thought it was live. He asks. Are you still alive? <laughs> Professor Hart doesn't tell him if he's alive or not. His dad's message doesn't say if he's alive. He's not even asking anymore if he's alive. But we, and obviously I get that we're like going to find that out later. But you would think, because that's such a big plot point, you right? never ask. That's think, right. Like, the, prof- the professor would have been like, oh, I don't know. Mm. Your dad is, you know, gone somewhere else. Like they never explain it. I don't know if he's alive. I've been too bored to ask. <laughs> you know maybe like say grim lord took him yeah. and i don't know if he's alive like right anything, right you know but um yeah anyways all right so let's run this bumper and uh put a bow on this puppy so yahel velasquez you think mm. the vr troopers should be remembered for all of uh, time or should it be tossed into the black hole of obscurity and to the virtual black hole of obscurity, never <laughs> to be heard from again? Uh, this was not good for me. Maybe it's because I don't have any nostalgia mm. for it like I do Power Rangers. But um, it, it was both, you know, in some ways it was better than Power Rangers as far as like establishing right. some character mm-hmm. stuff um, and some motivations and that kind of a thing. But it was also worse in other ways. Um, like maybe like not as charming, not as endearing. Uh, and I don't know, you know, maybe, maybe Saban didn't put in the right Sabones in this (laughs) suit, but, uh, (laughs) 
that's a it's a it's a no for that's me. That's a t-shirt, man. Uh oh my gosh. Uh yeah, I'm uh, pretty much right there with you. I think um cuz I was definitely comparing it to Power Rangers and trying to figure out why Power Rangers works and like this one doesn't. Like despite the fact that like I feel like there I liked that there was a slightly more serious tone um because like I mean, the Power Rangers, they were never searching for a loved one or anything like that. They were just right. Power Rangers because they were told they were supposed to be. But there aren't enough VR troopers to, like, choose from. Like, there were five Power Rangers to choose from. Like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. so you could pick your favorite one. It's like, you've got... and But you've got three VR troopers, and they're all pretty uh, characterless. Generic. Yeah, pretty boring. Yeah, very bland. And then you've got a talking dog. I mean, and that's just, like... That's like your last bastion of like trying to get attention is when you throw a talking animal. Yeah, that's weird because that's something that you would think they would introduce later when they're getting a little desperate for right, like or in something. season six. Yeah, yeah, like um, right, 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 like that kazoo guy and uh, the Flintstones or Poochie in right. and, and, uh, and the Simpsons. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're definitely gonna toss this one into the black hole. Here we go. Beatings have spoken. You are obliterated. Yeah, so I don't even know if anyone would like shed a tear about that. I've never heard of like, uh, you know, of sort of like a cult of like people who are really into like VR troopers. Um, like, you know, I'm sure if we, I mean, I know one guy in particular who would be quite upset if I, uh, if I trashed the power, if we trashed the Power Rangers, but they're too popular to have on this show anyway. Um, but, uh, I mean, well, the, the show was on for like two years. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I, and I did find like quite a, a surprising amount of like VR Troopers cosplay pictures. Right. There were a couple um, of them so in the slideshow. Have... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I did see that like uh, VR troopers, uh, like the cast, like um, does conventions pretty regularly, um, which that doesn't necessarily mean anything, right? Because everybody doesn't. Sure. But they're doing like some pretty big ones, like Anime NYC and uh, LA Comic Con and that kind of stuff. So, hey, good for them. Um, I don't. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't fault them. Like. <laughs> Yeah. One of these days we'll get to do one. <laughs> we'll be right. Shit. We'll be right next to like all the people we've shat on over the years. They're like, <laughs> "Hey, you're that podcast that threw us in the dark pit of obscurity. Let's get him." <laughs> I can't wait for that day. That'd be great. Yeah, and we'll have to have our martial arts skills in uh, peak performance. Right. Um, yes. Any any projects to report before we uh, sign off here? Uh, nope, still uh, working on the uh, same secret project and the uh, redoing the Game Boy camera. And uh, yeah, I, I did hit 99,000 subscribers, so that's exciting. Dang, that's awesome. Getting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm actually at 99,200, almost almost 99.3. Yep. Uh, uh, if you so. look closely, uh, you can see me with a uh, funnel and a hose trying to siphon some of those subscribers off to this channel. I wish that they would come over. I mean, they, they just keep liking the tweets. Uh, not showing it's up. all right. It takes time. It takes time. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a marathon, not a, a sprint. sprint. Yeah. Oh, I've been forgetting to mention for a few times here or for a few episodes here that I 
resurrected one of my old podcasts, uh, the first one really, uh, Theme Park Legends. I had another interview um, a few months or months, a few weeks ago. Uh, for a guy who recently parted ways with uh, Universal Studios. Um, So if you're interested in some behind-the-scenes stuff about uh, working in a theme park, I will post a link to that in the description. And uh, also, I was uh, recently interviewed about my uh, audio drama, Ray Can't Sleep, on the um, first episode of uh, podcast, and that was a really fun interview. And also, I'm that's uh, Ray Can't Sleep is at 11k uh, downloads. Just throwing it out there. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I wish there was a way I could make those people come over here as well. <laughs> uh, all in time. All in time. But uh, other than that, uh, we will see you next week where we will be taking a look at. Do you remember? Uh, what was that? That Johnny Quest. Uh, the real adventures VR. of Johnny Quest. The real adventures of which Johnny doesn't Quest. have yes, VR in the title, but it's featured quite prominently uh so uh so yes we'll uh see you next week on yet another episode of obscurity now take care you've been enjoying obscurity now a podcast that's recorded live to tape and stream to twitch and youtube subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts and take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscure Now.